Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello and welcome to Better Living, a show about the people and organizations that make an impact in our area. I'm your host, Nick Carissimi. A returning guest on today's show with an update on her organization. Tony Brinker back in studio with one community formerly known as Operation Blue Shield. Tony, it's great to see you again. Oh, awesome to see you. Well, thank you very much for joining me. So I got an email from you guys that said One Community is now the direction that this organization is going. As I mentioned, you had been on the show, I think this is your third, possibly fourth time here. It's always great getting you in. You always have something new to talk about. Let's talk about One Community. What are you guys doing? What is it? Oh, my gosh. Well, One Community um, is an offshoot of Operation Blue Shield. We're a DBA same organization legally. Um, We are creating programs, community-centric programs, that we can take deep within the communities. And the sole goal is to bring our first responders, community citizens together so we can kind of create a better world for everyone, hence our new name, One Community. But more than anything, what we want to do is create safe, healthy communities where businesses will say, this is where I want to place a store. This is where I want to uh, enlarge my business if I have one there currently. So you can't do that if the neighborhood's not safe. Bettering the community and the relationships in that community was really the backbone of what Operation Blue Shield did. With this new organization, what do you want out of it and what are the differences between the two? Well, we've changed the name because we feel it's more inclusive. And when I first started about five years ago, Operation Blue Shield was a great name. In today's current climate, um, Operation sounds a little bit too military, blue a little bit too blue, shield a little bit too much like law enforcement. So because we represent both sides, we needed to come up with a name that was inclusive and also a name that when people say or hear one community, it's real unifying just in the very sense of saying the two words. So I like it. And we actually had a focus group that uh, tested it out and they said, this is wonderful. Um, Again, what you're what we're doing, though, is uh, we'd like to take this across the United States. Uh, We want to be able to bring these communities together and Our programs are designed to where they actually layer on top of each other or intertwine surfaces. So if you start with a small core group within a community, you can add another program on, hence expanding the role, incorporating more people within the concept of bringing people together. Um, What we want to do is create this environment in the United States or better said what we'd like to do is change the paradigm in the United States. It's become, in most communities, or a lot of them, quite negative, and that translates into confusion, hate, and all sorts of other things on the street. Is the organization still 
trying to bring the public and first responders together to build a better community. Is that still the heart of what this organization is all about? That's exactly what we do. We have not changed any of that. What we we have now are a whole crew of um, partners that we didn't have when you and I first spoke like five years ago. So um, we have Chuck Norris is a partner of ours. Nancy Lieberman is a partner of ours. And when you take a look at just the, the programs that they have, that expands and meets many of the needs that you find in communities, particularly those that are underserved. But we've got a foundation of trust program, and the sole goal there is to bring citizens and first responders together in a curriculum-based environment and extend that over about two months. So those that walk in with predeceived impressions of what the other guy on the opposite side of the table is all about walk out with a better understanding that we're really all one community. And just because one man may wear a police uniform or one person might be a fireman or one might be a teacher or our colors of our skin are different and we talk differently, we walk differently, we're still all one community, and we're better served by pulling together and moving in the same direction at the same time. Let's talk about the classes that are provided or how the operation runs. You said there's a curriculum. So when somebody steps into a one community function, what can they expect? Well, on our Foundation of Trust program, that was actually an old Stephen F. Covey uh, program, and if you remember him, um, he passed away some time ago, and we have a former SWAT officer. His name is Commander Kish Kishamaya, who runs that program for us, and he does a lot of national counts for us as well. Kish is what we call him. Kish actually grew up um, in an environment where both of his parents were cocaine traffickers. So he grew up, as he said, not understanding that to step over people in his living room who were completely stoned out on a regular basis in the morning to go to the kitchen to have his cereal and milk as a six-year-old child, he thought that was normal. And then he and his family would go to Mexico one time a year. He didn't realize as a child that what they were doing was gathering up enough um, drugs to take this now, drive this back into the United States and distribute it all the way up through California into Las Vegas, where uh, what was left over was given to his uncle, who happened to be the head of the Hells Angels. So, And then the distribution went beyond that. So he, because his brother, um, unfortunately got addicted to drugs and ended up taking his life, Kish found his brother. And at that point in time, Kish's world went from bad to really bad. Uh, The parents, though... I think at that time, after losing a son and realizing that you'd have to attribute most of that to their environment, changed their ways, became Christians, started servicing communities, particularly those where you have people who are addicted to drugs. And after about two years, he had a peace officer who came in and said, you've helped so many people, you've saved so many lives, that rather than sending the parents back to jail, we're going to expunge the case, and we're gonna, we will let you go forth as long as you continue to do good things. That point in Kish's life is where he decided he wanted to be 
a police officer. So this is the man that runs Foundation of Trust. So he comes from a different environment than most of us. But Foundation of Trust is uh, typically equal numbers of citizens and first responders. They're in this curriculum-based environment. They actually have an opportunity to talk about really hard issues. You're black, I'm white, you're Latino, I don't like you, you got a blue shirt on, I don't like you because you look like you're rich. And you can get down to the heart of what you see played out on the streets. And with that, you kind of break it all down and then rebuild it back up. From there, each person that participates in that class gets an opportunity to pick their replacement. So the originals say... 40 people continue to stay connected for about two months. That data is all collected, all their calls, all the input that they give us. It's put into spreadsheets. The new group comes in, and you repeat the process. So Kish has done this in Grand Rapids, Michigan, where he started with a original 40 individuals, 20 and 20, and he's now over 600 so you just think about how the paradigm has changed in Grand Rapids from a culture of hate to a culture of maybe I do trust you to a culture of let's cooperate together because we are creating a better environment, not only for ourselves, but our children. The power of conversation is what you're using here. Is it surprising how much you can get done when people just sit down and get to know each other? Oh, sure. I mean, even if you have a disagreement or something, we've all in our lives, whether we're married, not married, in a relationship or whatever, someone says something and you think you hear it one way, but it's actually another. Um, We always say that we cannot correct what happened 200 years ago, nor can we correct what happened 100 years ago. But we can correct today and we can change what happens tomorrow if we're all on the same pathway. So for your viewers, I want them to understand we're not just about talking. I mean, we really have a lot of action going on as well. But that one particular program is a, is a great initiative to take into a city where maybe we want to open up an office. So by bringing the citizens together who absolutely in some cities just do not like police department, And putting them together with members of the police department is a great way to bring start bringing a community together. And from there, you can add the programs that uh, Nancy Lieberman and I have put together. We've got scholarship programs. She's got dream courts. We've got summer basketball camps. Um, We've got just a shop talk program with the guys. We'll talk to you about that later on, which is absolutely amazing. Uh, Dwayne Thompson, who works for us, has got a coalition of American heroes. So we can walk into a city and say, or town, and say to them, kind of tell us a little bit about your world. And from there, like a menu, we can say this program should work, this one will work. And it's easy for people to say, oh, I kind of, I understand what you're doing. I want to volunteer. I want to get involved. And for police departments, And all first responders, they need a lot of help. And what we're also trying to remind people that we are first and foremost Americans. Um, It is a country of law, of laws, and we we must support and honor those people who are there to help us. 
Uh, but we all need to understand there's good and bad on both sides. I mean, I'm a widow. I'm a widow because of, of a mistake a doctor made. So I, sometimes I say it's because of a bad doctor, but I say that because I want people to understand good and bad on both sides should not keep us from just standing still. It should give us enough momentum to say we need to get up and move forward. How has the reception been between the public and also the police departments that you're working with to the program and what you guys are trying to achieve? Well, I would say that everybody accepts us with open arms because they are looking for an answer. Uh, For us, talk is cheap. Uh, We work really, really hard at our organization. So, you know, 60 to 80 hours a week is not uncommon for us because if you take a look at what's happening to the United States or get on social media or look at something coming across TV. There's so much that is negative that is being that's being forced on us, pushed towards us. And there are people in the United States that embrace that and then they in turn ramp it up and it gets replayed on the streets. We are really into trying to save lives on both sides because that is how it's translated. There will be someone who is hurt, if not killed, on the street because of either a misconception or um, a a multi-generation of comments that have been made about a certain entity here and there. We're We're basically saying stop. Stop for the sake of this country, our children and their children. Let's all see if we can work better and come together as one community. Tony Brinker is the founder and CEO of One Community. You can find them online at onecommunityusa.org. When did you decide to go ahead and make the jump and become One Community? Was there an instance uh, that made you want to make this switch, or had you been thinking of it for a while? I had been thinking for uh, quite some time. I think as the news media became more toxic, I also realized that we did need to change. And again, we're not the only organization. Being a nonprofit, this is a really good uh, moment in our timeline to change. Nike changed, Coca-Cola changed, all the big corporations that sometimes say we're going to need to make a change because people have changed, times have changed, society has changed. For us, it was just good. Um, I also, uh, um, our president, Nick Galanos, and I were actually out asking, knocking on doors and asking, obviously, for donation. And we had a major restaurant chain that came back to us and said, oh, we too, we don't know that we can really support you. Because if we do, we have stores. And those people that don't like police officers, they may not frequent our stores are those people that don't because they're afraid that they might get harassed by people who don't like police officers. Hope I said that right. But for me and for um, Mr. Galanos, it was kind of like you're kidding. And at that point, I think we both said we may need to change because something's getting lost in the translation. Our colors, which are blue and yellow, are our colors of unity and our ribbon colors with the yellow down the middle and the blue on either side, the yellow representing citizens, the blue representing first responders protecting us. We're trying to remind people that people that those in the blue of the ribbon happen to be citizens. Um, if you get a major corporation that pushes back because you don't want to be seen as being too pro-police, then you have a serious issue. 
and we just felt we don't have enough time. There's too many people being heard. Let's fast forward that, change our name, and let's move on down the line. For anybody that's listening that is maybe on the fence about attending a, one of these get-togethers or just being a part of this organization, so for anybody that is wondering maybe whether or not they should be a part of it, what would you say to them to invite them in to one community? Well, I would say if they want to change the course of history, come on down because we're there. That's what we want to do. The other thing, too, is if you don't like the neighborhood that you live in, you can either do one of two things. You can sit and complain and hate whomever it is that you feel like you should hate. In some communities, that it happens to be an officer who's driving by on a patrol car. Okay? just because he represents the government as seen as a sense of authority. Um, in the more affluent neighborhoods, what I always tell my friends is don't think that what happens anywhere in the United States doesn't affect you because we have school shootings now, didn't have them a long time ago. I don't know of a school on record, nor do have I ever seen in writing a school on record where the shooter... Let's put it this way. I don't know of an African-American school in the United States that's been shot up by a student. They are all more fluent. They are all white. So for those that say we don't have a problem because it's not in my backyard, they need to realize that, yes, it is in your backyard. And so what we're saying is come down, work with us, volunteer, send money, do whatever you can to get on, on our train of making the great country that we live in even better but the big thing here is we are one community if we have this as a unifying message as adults then we will find that our children get involved in that as well and that's what we need in this country right now if people want to get involved with one community what is the best way for them to do that well they can go to our website which is www.onecommunityusa.org If they go all the way over to the right-hand side where it says contact us, click on that. They can volunteer or they leave a message. We do return our phone calls and we do return our emails. The organization is One Community. Once again, their website, onecommunityusa.org. I've been speaking with their founder and CEO, Tony Brinker. It was great speaking with you. Great to see you again. Good luck with the new adventure and please come back. Thank you. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.